Financially free with Cleo. Hey, this is Cleo with CleoYogaFinance.com and welcome back for another episode of Financially Free with Cleo, a show where we shift mindsets with real and raw money conversations with everyday people, empowering you to take action, appreciate the journey, and live the lifestyle you desire financially, mentally, and physically. Today, we have a returning guest, the fabulous Stephanie Holt. She is a mother of three boys, a notary, and one of my longtime friends. So welcome back to the show, Stephanie. How are you, you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited. I've been thinking about this podcast all week. I've been practicing mm-hmm. and I'm ready. So let's go. <laughs> yes, I'm excited and I'm glad you took out the time to come back and talk with me. Uh, today, you guys, we're going to be talking about motherhood, different aspects of motherhood and how it relates to money. We're going to be talking about teen motherhood, single motherhood, co-parenting, and just money experiences that we've had as a mother. So we're just going to mm-hmm. jump right on in there. So Stephanie, if you can yeah. start with just sharing with us, you know, when it comes to, because we both were teen moms. Mm-hmm. And we've, you know, learned a lot of things over all of these years. So let's just start, you know, back to our teen age years. So if you could share with me, you know, what were some things that you learned, you know, when it comes to boys and sex as a teenager? Um, I wasn't really sat down and taught how to be with boys and what I should do and how I should do it. I just was told stuff as as we went along in life, like as we made, you know, did stuff. We were like, Mama, can I go to my boyfriend's house or something like that, you know? And then they were like, no, what you want to go? You know, you got to, you know, if you're going to go, you got to, you know, you got to watch yourself. Don't make sure you don't be taking, let nobody put their hands in your pants. You know, stuff like that. I wasn't really just taught. It just, it wasn't like I had a set down. And it's like, this is what's supposed to happen. It was like, when you brought it up or when your parents seen something, they'll just say, uh-uh, don't you do that. You know, so I was taught that way just as life went on, as the stuff came about. So you know, mm-hmm. that's really all I learned about, you know, and to be specific, I know that uh, my mom, she always pointed out that if you ever have any kids, <laughs> if, if you ever have, if you ever get a boyfriend and get, let somebody get between your legs and you have a, a, a child, just at least do me one favor, have one child, one da- I mean, one baby daddy, one father. And I was like, I was like, okay, mama, but that's one thing she put out there. If she, because basically she's saying, if you, I can't control you at all times. So if you go out and you do mm-hmm. something, you're on your own with that. So she was just like, but just don't right. be having no babies by everybody. So yeah, that's it. I mean, I learned, you know, just the old school teaching they don't really sit you down like we like we do our kids now now we t- but they just tell you as you go okay they kind of let you go out and learn on your own <laughs> yeah uh-huh just figure learn it all out way. yeah that's how i did anyway i don't know everybody's parents weren't like that but yeah i think with me i didn't get the sit down either like i know nowadays it's like I kind of wished I had like that real sit down to talk about it. But I just remember like one day my mama telling me, you know, don't lose your virginity. (laughs) And it's just like, that was it. It was just like, you know, don't have sex. So it wasn't no conversations about, okay, 
you know, because, you know, eventually you're going to have sex. So it wasn't no conversation about, yeah. okay, you know, birth control, condoms, you know, being selective with boys that you give it to, stuff like that. I didn't really have that conversation either. So it was kind of like you, we had, I had all, my own like trial and error trying to figure out what to really do. And, you know, yeah, I ain't know nothing back then. I guess any teenager, we don't know nothing until we just start you know, doing stuff, but I did wish I had those conversations. Not this, because I think even as parents, we can talk to our kids, but they still going to like make their own choices. So I don't feel like if your parents did have the conversation with you that you just would have been this perfect person, because I know people who had both parents in their life and talked to yeah. them about stuff and they you still didn't do it. Buck wild, <laughs> wilder than me. So I just yeah. kind of feel like just in some kind of way it would have helped, but I didn't have that talk yeah. either. So I think that's one of the reasons why maybe because I did become a teen mom, I just didn't really, I was just out there, didn't really know what to do. So I just wish I did have them conversations, but I didn't have to sit down either. So we both got that in common. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. I didn't get to sit down. No, I just, and it's just that or that, but I learned my heart. I learned the hard way. Yeah, we did. We learned some, some hard <laughs> lessons. Told me a little so. bit, but I just went on out and tested it myself. So, hey. Right. Me. Sometimes that's the way to learn. You're just thrown out there. You just yeah. learn to survive, you know, figure it out on your own. That's but it. it yeah, but it, that's right. But at least we took what we experienced and we, you know, learned from it and still yeah. learning today. So. Oh, yeah. Don't stop. <laughs> All right. So, so when was that moment that when you first found out that you was like, pregnant like like how did you first feel when you first well when you first found out but when you first even thought that you might be and then when you actually found out you was like how did you feel and like were you by yourself or who was you around and how did you like announce it to people well I was with um with the my boy's dad uh that was my high school sweetheart and so I I was a major at a high school. Let me throw that out there. I was a major at a high school and I had my mind made up. I had my plans for my future. And so, you know, it's just that one night that, you know, that one moment where you, you know, you let somebody not use protection and you trust each other. You're like, you're going to, oh, you know, just stop right there before, you know, you think it, it just, I, I already knew in my head that that didn't go well, that, that plan to, but I just was like, no, nah, I ain't pregnant. No, nah, nah. but then that when I, you know, when I found out, I just knew that <laughs> I knew my mom would go. I knew she was going to say that I had to have it. I had to keep it, you know, and I had to, mm-hmm. cause she don't believe in abortion and stuff like that or anything like that. And I wanted to, I had been a majorette since freshman year, and you know, I wanted to be the captain. And if you know, I was hitting my senior year, and I wanted to be a captain. And I was like, "Mom, you gonna let me mess up my senior year, my captain, my captain position? All this money you spent in majorette, and mm-hmm. all this stuff that you did, you gonna make me have a child?" She was like, "Now nah, you made yourself have a child." <laughs> and so I right. was so mad, but uh, I found out with the kid's father. And I was like, let's not tell my mom, let's figure out how we can get rid, you know, get, get away with it and get rid of it at the moment because I don't want it. And he was, he was agreeing with me. I'm sorry. He was agreeing with me, but 
at the same time, he went in there and told my mama that I was pregnant after we had the conversation, like hours later. And, she, you know, it was just like, wow, <laughs> I'm doomed. Like, I'm not right. going to have a child. And everybody, and everybody seemed so happy about it, but me. <laughs> and I felt kind of bad, but, you know, I was like, mm, yeah. well, everybody's happy and everybody's going to help. So it ain't going to be that bad. You know, so right. that's how I found out just, I, I I didn't come on my cycle. So I didn't go to, you know, I was nothing but 17. So I didn't go to a doctor's mm-hmm. office to get checked and do a pregnancy test. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't go do all that. So I just knew I was because I hadn't, I, I, I was a teenager. I didn't miss periods. <laughs> and I know right. that we were, what we did, yeah, trying new things like a fool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, out there exploring. And that, and oh, there you go, big baby bump, and that was it. The end of my high yeah. school career as a veteran. <laughs> and you know what? What's What's crazy is that's like one of those first moments that you realize. You know how we as mothers we have to like make sacrifices for our kids, and we have to yeah. put like our dreams and goals on hold. That's like your first experience, or one of your first experiences of having to you know, go without something you really like and enjoy because now you a mom now and yeah. now the kid is first. So it's hard to do that when you just used to it just being you and you can do whatever you want when you want to. And, right. you know, back then, major at in the band, that was our life. Like we did yeah. that after school, at school, we on the it. weekends, weekday, you know, like that's all we did. So yeah. when you have a life, you know, altering experience, like getting that's pregnant, it. You know, it's like, yes, you know, now you realize, you know, you do love your child. But at the moment, that's the first thing a lot of us as teen moms think about is, you know, abortion. Like, okay, I got to get rid of it because for different reasons. Yeah. So I'm glad you shared that because that was some like similar experience for me. It was a little different because when I got pregnant, I this was like toward the end of my senior year. And I pretty much have finished... You know, for those of you out there, you know, don't know, you know, me and Stephanie, we went to high school. We was we knew each other before high school. But in yeah. high school, we, you know, we were majorettes together. We were supposed to be, you know, on the team captain squad yeah. together our senior year. But, you know, for me, when I got pregnant, it was our senior year. But major football season was pretty much at the end. And oh, the only thing yeah. that we really had left was the um, Christmas parade. And I remember... Uh, me finding out, well, first when I thought I was pregnant, the first thing I thought was, let me go to Planned Parenthood. And that's where I went <laughs> to go get a pregnancy test. And then that's when they, you know, gave me all of my options on what I could do next. And that was my first thought was having an abortion. And I was terrified to tell people. I didn't want nobody to know because, you know, yeah. they want people to be judgmental. And like you said, you had things planned out for yourself. I wanted to go out mm-hmm. of state for college. Yeah, I wanted college. to go trial for a majorette team out, outside of Tennessee. I was ready to go. But yeah, then I realized, man, man, this is about <laughs> to change. And one thing that's, that stood out for me was with the majorette. I remember when I found out I was pregnant, I remember Miss Stallworth, which is our uh, majorette coach back then. I told her that I didn't want to do the Christmas parade. And that, and but she was like, "What you mean you don't want to do the Christmas parade?" You know, I didn't. You nobody knew that, that I was pregnant because uh-uh. she was like, "That don't make sense." That like makes you, sense. yeah, like how we, like how we know not how how we not want to do something related right. to major ed. Like it just didn't mm-hmm. make sense. She knew, and I was like, it. "I just don't." 
Yeah, I was like, I just didn't want to do it. I don't feel like it. She was like, you don't feel like it. <laughs> but I couldn't tell her that yeah. I was pregnant. I was just, I was so scared. So when I got to Planned Parenthood and found out, I had the same thought about abortion. And then Destiny's father, like, he was on board too. It's kind of crazy how we so close, Stephanie. We have like some similar experiences how yeah. this was supposed to be a secret for me too. And then he started telling everybody. Yeah, they were not like, about it. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> so I just think that, you know, that was the start of us having to realize, okay, now we got to switch some things up and change our life around because now we got this life mm-hmm. that we have to support and abortion is is not on the table. We got to figure right. out how we're going to raise these kids. So when mm-hmm. you started, you know, preparing, like, you know, going through your pregnancy and then you had your child, like, how did you and your family like pay for doctor visits and the labor, like, and all of that? Do you remember how you was able to pay for all of that? Cause I know it can be expensive, but how did you first, oh, you know? I, yeah. Well, to be honest, I was still with, living with my mom, of course, and wasn't planning on moving right away. Cause first of all, I couldn't afford to, but I, I, <laughs> I always had had a job before I found out I was pregnant. So I had a job. And so but of course it was part time. It wasn't no money for no mama. And so yeah. I had uh and so I got a job and then I I got on food stamps. I got, you know, on food stamps. I utilized WIC. I had uh tin care, so medical bills, all this stuff was kind of, you know, that was free. And I don't know what I would have been able to do if it wasn't, because I wouldn't have been able even during my pregnancy, I had to be on tin care and all that, because I, I was a child. So it's all that expensive, that stuff is expensive. And so I don't yeah. even know how people that don't get their rent, you know, if it wasn't for that, I don't know how I would have got my child out. But I just, that's when I learned more about government assistance. That's mm-hmm. just, I didn't know anything, you know, about that. I mean, my mom, of course, she did, but I, I didn't handle that because I was a child. So I had to go in and I was becoming a mother. That way, you know, I had to get all the stuff I needed, all the help. And so mm-hmm. that's really how I pay for everything. I mean, my job wouldn't, and if I wasn't staying with my mom and if I wasn't working, my job wouldn't have paid for it. It would have been rough. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I had to, just like I said, I had to get a, then, so yeah, I had to get a full-time job instead of part-time. I had yeah. to shift it on <laughs> over. It's, it's, it's a whole different lifestyle now, Steph. So, yeah. yeah, I had to do that. I had to get a full-time job. It was, I think it was like working in Vanderbilt, working a yeah. serving food or whatever. You know, you had to do what you had to do when you had it. So, yes. like, oh God. So, yeah, I had to get a full time job and working in the kitchen. And it was, yeah, but yeah. A lot. Yeah. I'm just thinking about it. I worked some, boy, oh boy. I know. It's like when you start to reflect on like on your first few jobs, you're just like, yeah. man, I'm glad I didn't have to stay there. That That's it. Um, but yeah, it's like I had similar experience as well. I didn't understand about, you know, government assistance, insurance, all of that stuff. Like I knew my mama, would, you know, had, you know, food stamps and had some type of government mm-hmm. assistance. But, you know, like we wasn't handling all of that stuff. So we didn't really know about it. But once I had once I got pregnant, one of my close friends, he his mom told me about, well, you know, she asked me if I had insurance and I said, mm-hmm. I don't think so. Uh, and then she said, well, you know, go to DHS, Department of Human Services and apply for everything. 
and see yeah. what you can get. And that's just what I did. You know, the food stamps, the WIC, the child care assistance, the, yes. you know, like you said, yeah. 10 care. So I didn't have to pay anything out of pocket necessarily. Right. Uh, all, not, not, not forever, but just for a period of time, I didn't mm-hmm. really have to pay anything because I was young mm-hmm. and a single mom and, you know, that government assistance helped out, you know, paying for WIC, yeah. you know, the, the WIC program, the child care vouchers, the the 10 care covering the, the expensive bill. So if I didn't have government assistance at the time, right. I couldn't afford it either because my family didn't have any money to help me. And, you know, the job I was working, I was working like, you know, at the children's place and yeah. I was working at the Rainforest Cafe and Aquaville's mm-hmm. Mall mm-hmm. Um, in the little gift shop section. And I had a whole bunch of just random customer service jobs, you know, part time, too. But like you said, yeah. then you had to realize this part time, even full time wasn't enough. So we definitely know part time <laughs> wasn't going to cut it. So I was like, oh, yeah. I got to work f- full time right. and yeah. try to go to school and stuff. So you start to learn how much stuff really costs, because sometimes even when you get government assistance, sometimes it run, it still need more. So you, you still, still have to spend more. your yeah, own yeah. money. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I remember yeah. I didn't breastfeed Destiny. I didn't breastfeed her. Mm-hmm. I, you know, bottle fed her. So yeah, I will have to buy yeah. Similac. And sometimes that run out and then you got to pay cash for it. And I was like, woof, if I had to pay all of this in cash, Destiny would be starving. (laughs) Yes, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's expensive. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, so I think with government programs, they really do help people. Yes, they do. They really do need it. So Mm -hmm. I'm thankful that that was there because if it wasn't there, I don't know where I would be in the beginning. Yeah, it definitely helps. Yeah. Have to, and then, yeah. and then, like to go back to like that abortion thing. I just wanted to share yeah. this really quick about, um, you know how some people are, you know, for or against abortion, and some people are kind of, you know, in in the middle, mm-hmm. like you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the woman's choice, things like that. And it's not that I was for for it or against it. I just right. didn't I know what ready. to do. Yeah, I just I wasn't ready. So yeah, I, 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 yeah I'm thankful for my son now. I am so glad. I thank my mama for it, but. Saying I couldn't, you know, because he is so amazing. But, you know, when yeah. you're young, you're like, hold on. I had something to do. And now I got to be somebody's mama. But uh-huh. it all makes yeah. sense now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm happy too. I'm happy. Yeah. Like I was, I was kind of mad and frustrated at the time yeah, that yeah. Destiny's father was telling everybody because I was like, what happened to this secret conversation we just right. had about getting an abortion? Yeah, what what, but, what what did you get a change of heart, sir? You didn't tell right. me that. Yeah, yeah, but didn't even discuss it with us. So it's no, kind of like you're kind of forced, yeah, to like, yeah. okay, now we got to plan it. But then, now I look back on it, I'm like, wow. Now I'm glad it happened the way it did. But then I still, yeah. I still reflect back. Um, like there's this document that I have that I that I'm really going back and forth, Stephanie, if I should like shred it up. But it's the document mm. that I got when I went to court. Like when um, I had, you know, at Planned Parenthood, they told me. That if you are, because I was seventeen, she said, "Well, if you if you don't want to have the child, uh, you have to have a parent permission to get an abortion in Tennessee." She was like, mm-hmm. "But if you don't want your parents to know, a minor can still get an abortion without their parents' knowledge, but you have to go to court and basically tell the judge, explain the situation, and they can decide if they feel like you, you're mature enough to make your own decision." So that's what I did. I wow. filed this little paperwork, paperwork, went to court, and on the day that we were supposed to go to court. Me and Destiny's father, on the way, we were going back and forth about the quickest way to get there because we was, we was running late. 
And of course, he decided to go my way, and we end up getting into this car accident. So I felt like that was a sign already. Yeah. You know, we was driving down the street near TSU. Somebody pulled out of a parking lot and hit us. But my first thought was, I got to get to court. <laughs> it wasn't about, am I okay? The baby okay? Is he okay? The other person right. in the car okay? I, I ain't thinking about none of y'all. I'm just trying to get downtown so I can go to the court office and right. get this um, <laughs> and explain my case so I can get this. Uh, a judge signature to yeah. get an abortion without my parents' knowledge. And then I realized, you know, back then it wasn't no call of Uber real quick and then like that. I had to tell somebody so I could get a ride downtown. Mm-hmm. So right. one of my close friends was right up the street and I had to tell him what was going on. And, you know, one thing I really liked was that, you know, he told me, he was like, I don't think you should do this. Like go through the, go through with the mm-hmm. abortion. But he was like, you know, but I'll take you. And he took me and sat in the courtroom right there with me. And I felt like that's how you know you have like real friends where, you know, they'll still support (laughs) you no matter what's going on. Right. But I think after everything, how it all played out, when he started telling people, I was like, okay, now that I'm old, like you said, you thankful, you thank God for, you know, your oldest son, Corey, and the other other two boys too. But it's like, that was our first child. And then you realize, you know, he was meant to be here for a reason. That's you know, it. now that That's they're it. older, you're like, ooh, I, I couldn't even imagine. We can't even imagine, imagine our lives life without him. Yeah, them. I know I can't. <laughs> yeah, so I'm glad that things happened the way it did for both of yeah, us. Because mm-hmm. these kids was meant to be here for yeah. a whole lot of reasons. So I think even though we were teen moms, it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that um, you know, we can't still have a, a successful story or ha- a happy story, Absolutely. you know, with our experiences. Right. So, yeah. So I'm glad that we still on our motherhood path. So we, we doing yeah. well. We can't underestimate ourselves. So I, I won't. <laughs> All right. no, not anymore. <laughs> right. So I want to know from you, Stephanie, like, how did your like mindset change from being a teenager to a, a teen mom? Because, you know, once we're teenagers, you know, freedom, have anything we want to do, you know, we shift to teen mom, you know, a lot of stuff change, you know, financially, but just in other areas too. So how do you feel like, um, and I know we kind of touched on it already, but how do you feel like your mindset changed from free teenage girl to teen mom girl? (laughs) Well, to be honest, I, uh, I, I had to start getting so much stuff that I needed, that that he needed, my son, and what I needed, that I couldn't get stuff I wanted no more. Mm, So that really just, it turned me into an adult quick. It was like, oh, man, I want to get this new phone or this new thing. And I couldn't because I had just spent some money on him some clothes or him some stuff, you know, or birthday parties or stuff like that. And it's like... Wow, I can't just this ain't my just this ain't just about me. This ain't just my money. And yeah. and I learned how being broke, going broke, you know, not even really broke, just just having a budget and like not having money felt like in my pocket. Cause yeah. when I was a teenager, I always had money. I was, you know, I just do this, let's go this that. But you know, I got to learning after I had my son and after, you know, I had to get stuff we needed. I was like I knew what this, it looked like when I said, "Oh, I don't got no money. I can't do it." You know, that's when that mm-hmm. came in because you you gotta you gotta really make a executive decision. Like, should I go here or do I have to? I gotta worry about it. no. I, got, I guess I gotta make sure my son needs some pampers or something. So no, nah, I just won't even risk it. You know, so you just it's just stuff you normally you just change. It just changed because especially if you're a good parent and you love your kids and you, yeah. you gotta make sure to eat because yeah. So you just 
that's when I learned more about just getting more of my 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 needs and my wants. So then yeah. then my wants. So, yeah, that's, that's it. A big really. one for me. <laughs> yeah, that's me it. Me too. Uh, yeah. Thanks so. for sharing that because it's like you do have that quick mindset change. Because I know for me back then. I used to always get my little nails done yeah. and I used to always get my, you know, my hair done and stuff like either, you know, braids or so in. Yeah. And then, you know, back then I really wasn't into like makeup and get my brows waxed and stuff yeah, like no. that. I just wasn't yeah, doing that yet, but I definitely was getting my hair done, get my nails done. And I liked um, shoes. Like I yeah. love wearing Air Maxes. <laughs> I wasn't really a Jordan girl, but I liked Air Maxes. Yeah. And you know, once I started realizing I couldn't get that little stuff and I was just like kind of feeling like sad, you know, like it's kind of crazy yeah. how you kind of like little childish little stuff you used to yeah. be like missing that you realize now, you know, it's not a big deal because I don't mm-hmm. be shopping for clothes like that like I used to. Right. But as a teenager, you know, you making that transition real early and that's hard. Like when I look back on, I was like, that's a lot to deal with as a teenager. You know, you going from high school to like, you know, adult world and you a teen mom, you already still growing up, you know, you dealing with all these emotions yeah. and yeah. just all these different feelings and stuff. So it's like, mm-hmm. I think we don't even realize how much pressure was really on us back then. Right. Yeah. It was, it was a big deal, man. It was crazy. Yeah. So another thing I want to know is like, what do you feel is one of your like most memorable moments as a, a parent? The most memorable is literally just having my boys in sports, just playing mm-hmm. sports, spending money on sports. Just it gave us something to do, wake up to every day. It just was it made them tough. It gave us it just was fun. It was family time, you know, it was just good stuff. It was just exciting. Yeah. You meet new people, you network with people, you know, you just meet other families, you grow bonds with them forever. And, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. that was a good moment for me, just them being in sports and them keeping me active and keeping themselves active and staying out of trouble. And right. uh, did you say a bad one as well? Or did you say good and, you say good and bad? Yeah. Okay, so for bad, <laughs> for financially, <laughs> I just, you know, I, I, I think about it. I'm like, throughout all these years, I spent a lot of extra unnecessary money on Christmas. Christmas mm-hmm. gifts. And I didn't, yeah. and, and as, as you grow up and you get older, like, you know, wise, you think, I wasn't, you know, I was getting my kids gifts, I was making them happy and going all out with some, you know, but some of that stuff you, we do, us people too, and, and, and so I'm going to tell my story, is a victim of trying to impress other people. Yeah. Oh, how many gifts is under them trees and how much expensive gifts are letting you going broke? Uh-huh. Trying to get it. So I wish I never did a lot of that. It wasn't even necessary. A lot of stuff went to the trash. A lot of stuff was just uncalled for. And so yeah, that's most memorable. I won't if I can tell anybody now, right now, they has got fresh new kids, fresh babies, and young, young mothers that don't know any better. Just just Get what you can for Christmas. Get them. They don't. They don't. They don't want much like that. Like it ain't. It's not that serious. So get what they really yeah. want. Don't go buy up a whole lot of stuff. Just have tree stuff under your tree and impress other people because they ain't helping you buy them. So hey, Oof. and those That's bills true. that you're missing because of these people too, it's not worth it. They're not gonna help pay your bill either. So just just do what you can 
don't live outside of your means. You know, buy you spend your money that you get, or don't buy it. Mm -hmm. If you don't have it, don't buy it. So yeah, yeah, I agree. I I feel you on the Christmas gifts, and it's a perfect time to mention that too, since it is you know the holiday season, people buying gifts and stuff. And I used to feel the same way when I was younger, and Destiny was younger, because I kind of felt like you know. If if you only got like two gifts under the tree, but you see people showing they got a hundred gifts under the tree, yeah. <laughs> you start to feel well. I know for me personally, I started to feel like less than, like not a good mom because I didn't get destiny, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. And then exactly. the times where I was able to get a whole bunch of stuff, I felt I felt better because I was like, oh, I got all this stuff. But honestly, like you said, like get the stuff that they really want. Like once they start opening the gifts, you start to notice the stuff they really, really wanted yeah. anyway. Yeah. So it's not really about the number of gifts. It's about, you know, did you get what they really wanted? Sometimes you they just get want one thing, exactly. you know, sometimes one thing or two things. And I think, um, you know, like when you said trying to impress other people, sometimes it's hard for people to admit that because we don't want to act like we care what other people think. But I've experienced that too. Where I've tried to impress other people and then you realize a lot of us trying to impress each other and we all just going broke trying to impress each other trying to impress each other yeah is it really worth doing all this you know it's not i I don't think so but some people keep doing what you do if that's what if you can afford it then that my power yeah i just i know some people don't let other people intimidate you and make you feel less of a parent and all that because you can't afford what they can afford for their kids it's not that serious so yeah, it and just think, it just doesn't you know especially when you got other stuff you need to be doing. Mm-hmm. It's just not worth it. It's just to set you back a little bit. That's it. Yeah, and I think more parents, more of us mothers, need to be more supportive. You know, with mm-hmm. other mothers because I think a lot of times, like you know how you used to be like in high school and you have like different cliques and some people think mm-hmm. they're better than other people. And it's like you have people in adult life, you know, they still yeah, have certain clicks and stuff that. like that. Yeah. And it's like that with with uh, being a parent and mothers. And sometimes kids want to, especially nowadays with social media, people want, you know, post certain things about their kids. Yeah. Or um, I feel like some people are genuine and want to be supportive toward their kids and other people's kids. And you got some people that do just want to show off. And right. like you said, like if people can afford to buy lots of gifts for their kids, then that's totally fine because, you know, everyone isn't uh, struggling or, you know, unable to do that. Some people got the money to do it. Yeah. And, but but this is for people who know they really don't have it but feel the need to buy all these things to impress their kids mm-hmm. or impress or make themselves feel better. Um, I know I struggle with that when I used to feel like, oh, I got to get all these gifts. But now yeah. I realize it's not about the gifts you know now it's It's like quality time is important yeah we want nice things but at the same time there are other things that's like more important you know quality time that you spend with people and Mm -hmm. you know having conversations and just the simple things that we think is not important is what's most important I think this year a lot of us realized that now that we haven't been going places or buying stuff like even just having more conversations with certain people I'm just like this is this just feels better. Just talking like, <laughs> even when I have my conversations with you and Darnell, I'm like, these is priceless. Just having our conversations yeah. versus um, spending money doing stuff. Yeah, like we like yeah. to do stuff and buy things, but I think it's helpful for us to teach our kids that it's not all about money and 
buying this and buying that. Like there's yeah. other things that you got to make sure you got to have a balance, you know? And I think right. once we realize that it helps us to teach our kids not to grow up and feel like they got to spend money Absolutely. to impress yeah. people. Cause I think kids with social media nowadays, mm-hmm. some kids feel different if they don't have a car yet, or if they don't have these shoes and stuff yes. like that. So yes. I think that's other conversations we got to have with our yeah, kids about money. You know. We got to come back to that one, another podcast for that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Most definitely. Okay. So I want to know, like, what do you, what do you wish you would have known financially uh, before you became a mom? I know there's a lot of stuff <laughs> that we may wish we would have known before we became a mom when it comes to money, but what's uh, one thing that you may not have mentioned yet that you felt like um, you wish you would have known before you became a mom? Uh, I honestly would have wished that I'd have known how expensive childcare was, <laughs> Ooh. and how expensive childcare was, and how hard, yeah, how hard it is to find some people to to watch your kids, and how expensive it is. It 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 played a part throughout the whole parenting oh, of wow. of the young. You know, it, it childcare was so expensive. I couldn't wait till they became older to watch themselves. So. I mean, that's one thing you said. You asked, you came right. You know, this expensive is expensive. If yes. you want to ask me about kids, what do you think? What if you just say, "Give me one word"? What do you think when it comes when you hear having kids? I'm gonna say expensive. That's what you're gonna get from me. They're expensive. So point blank, period. That's yep. it. They're expensive. You heard it from Stephanie. That's that on that. But I love them. You gotta love yes. Yeah. Yes. Ooh. I remember (laughs) when I first had Destiny, uh, my mom and my sister, Angela and Frida, would help me like watch her while I went to school and work. Mm -hmm. But you know, after a period of time, they wasn't available like that. So I had to put her in childcare. But at first, you know, I had some help with like the childcare vouchers. But when I wasn't Mm -hmm. eligible to get those anymore, then you start to see like now I see how people feel when you be like, you be feeling like, they're so disrespectful to be charging $200 a week, $100 yes. a week for a child care. I, and even, I know even is, now. Not to cut you off. I even started I'm working at a daycare just so I could get the benefit of my son going for free. That's how yes. desperate you got. It's just how mm-hmm. it is. You got to pay yes. people to watch your kids. That's just that or that. Yeah. Cause you can't do nothing. Like you at a certain age, nothing. you can't just you leave them home. Watch yeah, you're responsible for that. So you gotta. So the money you making, you 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 paying it out to somebody watching. Why you gonna make it? It's I'm telling you, it's expensive. I ain't saying expensive no more today. Yes, and I get it. <laughs> I know I know childcare workers, childcare uh, people. You, I know they got some difficult jobs. They deal with a whole lot of kids, um, yeah, even school yeah. teachers. I know they got some difficult jobs. So. I'm not saying that they they not worth it because I know they do a lot. But at the same time, I just mm-hmm. be like, oh, my goodness. Why is it so expensive? But, yeah, I feel you with that one. At this point, when now the destiny is 17, I just be like, I'm so happy that she can be at home by herself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to have it, somebody it stay at so home good. and watch her. It feels so yeah. good. Yeah. Even yeah. when she was younger, like you said, you couldn't wait till they got older that they could watch themselves. I know when I was younger, um, and I think a lot of us experienced this, where our mama, our parents left us at home. 
while yeah, we was yeah, yeah, yeah. under yeah. whatever the legal age where oh yeah you re- this is the age where you can really leave a child home by yourself. Mm-hmm. A lot of us was at the house young by ourselves or with yeah. our other siblings. And you better um, not talk about you better had to rain and came back. But yeah. don't tell you can't even tell your parents because they'd be there way you out. Don't you leave them kids. But when you gotta run to the store and they need the pebbles and, you need, and then you know and they sleep, you gotta kind of you, you might. But I don't recommend it. Don't don't put that right. out there. But it's just that's what time that's what measures. I, you do it when you're a parent, man. It happens. Gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. You got to. And I think I'm sorry, I'm people. Young. I just if you never to you real. And if you ain't, if you ain't, if you're not a parent, then you might not relate or understand it. Yeah, but if so you're don't, a parent don't come and, back at us with that because we we just saying <laughs> what we did and what we know from experience or whatever. Right. <laughs> if you're not a parent, or if you're not a parent that had your kids full time by yourself at any point period, then you you you, you can relate because sometimes yeah, yeah, you just got to yeah. do what you got to do. But I'm glad that do. we um you it's know still made alive the best and well decision. and memorable. Okay, right, right. They like still, that. they still doing just fine. You know, yep, we, sure if nobody was neglected. <laughs> they still doing fine. So yeah, I yeah, and I'm just glad that we can look back on stuff and laugh about it. But we know that's just how it is being parents. You know, yeah. uh, being a mom, like you, some stuff you just got to do. That some people may be like, why would you do that? Look, look lady man right girl whatever you don't know like, my this situation is... <laughs> you got to, you don't, right. that's the thing you don't know people's situation so you have to just stop judging and stop yeah. worrying about people's business but you know so yeah that's true all <laughs> right so i want to know like with your boys now so just thinking about you know your experiences as a teen mom like how do you have conversations with your boy you got three Handsome young boy. Thank you, friend. <laughs> so respectful, respectful, talented, educated. They're they're great. You know, I'm. I'm you've done a great job with raising them. But Thank we you. know we gotta have. You're welcome. But you know we gotta have these conversations with our kids. So like when it comes to sex and teen pregnancy, like and you know how you know like financial impacts. You know, mm-hmm. things that can change your life financially when it comes to sex and teen pregnancy. Like, how do you have those conversations with your boys and how do they respond to it? Well, I, um, to be honest, I like to be just upfront with them and just, I don't try to leave too much out of playing all that because I, first of all, I have all boys and then I was raised by parents like that. You know, my parents, my mom and my dad, they just raw and uncut. They tell it like it is. They ain't no, ain't no, filter none of that so yeah. but I give my kids just a little bit of filter but not really so but you know I just I like to be just up close you know just tell them like listen you're gonna go out you're gonna do things you're human you're you're handsome you're good looking you know and you're gonna be attracted and it's just gonna happen but so I, I didn't want to put out there to just not have sex at all that's just not gonna happen and then you know, they, as long as it wasn't too early, you know, but I just, I just wanted them to know how crucial it was to stay protected and just not to get, get them pregnant, get anybody pregnant. And with that being said, when I said, you know, cause some people could say stuff, don't do to do that, but they don't give you a reasoning behind it. These new kids, they got to have reasoning behind it. If you're going to 
give it to them. You know, so for me, I was, I just was like, listen, because you don't want to go in and don't use no protection. I said, it ain't just for babies. It's for diseases. You don't want them. You can't get rid of something. You don't want to get nothing. You can't get rid of. Then I would tell them about, you know, just with the kids, just, you know, having a baby and being and having kids right now. You know, it's like, I say, and I use myself as an example. I don't, I'm not ashamed that they know. I say, listen, look what happened to me. You know, it just, things come a little bit, you know, you got to wait a little bit longer when you have kids. You kind of got to put them first and you, everything got to be put on the back burner. And then, you know, yeah. I say, um, you know, I'm not saying that y'all were mistakes and y'all were, you know, but kids are expensive. It just, it just give your life a detour. And if you can avoid it, then just avoid it for right now. It's not in a rush. So I just, yes. kind of, I pretty much give the boys just the real proof, real life. I don't, I try not to give advice I haven't, you know, I don't know too much about, but I know what it do, for, what it'll do for you. And then, so as time goes, and I even give my niece and my nephews, you know, them yeah. advice too. And I tell my niece, and I, the reason why I brought her up, because on the girl version of it, it's just like, and I've scared her to death for even having a child. And it was crazy because I was pointing to her, telling her more about not having children because of the financial aspects of it and the dreams dream you know you have to set those aside but it's crazy because my mom told me my niece <laughs> she doesn't want to have kids to this day because she she wasn't listening to me saying the financial part of she listened to me always having pain <laughs> with my c-section i had two of them and i would tell yeah. her these must still hurt she was like darn austin is 14 now why you still i was like it still hurt you know you just talking in, in general and come to find out, my mom was like, this girl will have kids because you done said this. He said, <laughs> and She's I'm, like, thinking, I'm not trying to be in pain. I, I wasn't talking about them, but they do hurt. But anyway, I, yeah. you know, it, it ain't funny about it. She might not even have a C-section. But, you know, it's just just talking yeah. to them and just giving it real and raw and just talking to kids and just telling them life stories. Whether or not they, they, they interact with you or they seem like they listen, they are. They are. They yeah. listen. They might not be interacting. Okay, they be like, huh? Well, you know how they do. They sensational. So you just <laughs> the whole time they don't heard everything you done say, you know. But they right. just different, and you gotta just kind of. But yeah, it's just I just try to tell them the the when I tell tell people the kids stuff and try to give them. I want to tell you why I'm saying it. This ain't just a parent right. talk or just the thing. Oh, that's the thing to say. No, I ain't that person. I'm gonna tell you why. Right. And then you can you can you can turn. I even tell my boy sometimes. So I say, listen. Do you uh can I afford you right now? Can you can I afford you to say? Well, now so I said so if you have a child, I can't afford it definitely. So you're really gonna be screwed. So I'm just right. saying, you know, you gotta tell them that. Then so then when they, they leave off, you're gonna leave some in their mind. Like, mm. yeah, no, nah, she can't even buy me no jewels. I darn sure ain't gonna pop no child. I just will hope so. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, you just I just tell them like it is, just real raw, just just out, put it out there. From what yeah. I know, from my, my my version of it, it don't mean it's right, but right, you know, it, it, if it works, it works. <laughs> I feel like that's the best way to be. It. Yeah, I feel like that's the best way to be because I feel like saying "don't have sex, be abstinent" that just don't work. No, <laughs> because doesn't. you already know we know how teenagers are because we were. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that, you know, teenagers can't, you know, wait till later, but it's like nowadays you, you have to do more than just say, don't do it. Like you got to yeah. have deeper conversations and you write about that, them kind of acting like they ain't listening, but you know, you know, darn well, yeah, they, they listening. <laughs> you just, you just hope that they kind of like, you know, take your advice and try yeah. to make the best decisions when they're in those situations. But 
I feel like I wish I would have had a little bit more conversations when I was younger. Not saying that that would have helped me not, you know, have sex when I did, when I started. But I feel like even with my daughter, I, I feel like it's kind of... I'm trying to make sure I'm being more vocal and talkative about it so she can feel comfortable coming to me, asking me questions or talking about stuff. But I know that's still yeah. not easy because, hell, I was scared to say, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. tell my mom I was pregnant. I couldn't even get the words out. To and even though my mom was hella nice, she was a good, nice lady. She didn't, she didn't have, she was happy about it. I wasn't. I could have told, I still felt bad about it. It's, I felt like a disappointment, especially the fact that I could have asked her, told her, so she could have gave me potential, or I could have got a uh, birth control. Yeah. But I kept saying, "No, I'm a virgin." You know, I just wanted to be the good young, you know, the good girl, the little sister. Do I mean I lost my virginity for my sister, and God bless her, so she's deceased. But she lost her virginity. You know, I was like, "Oh yeah. man, I'd have, I'd have failed them all. Everybody gonna be mad." <laughs> <laughs> right. That's how we felt. That's how you yeah. felt. I just felt like a disappointment, and I didn't like that feeling. So yeah. Yeah. It's like, I think that's why I feel like we had so much going on in our minds back then. Like how you said you felt like you would disappoint people and, you know, everybody probably, you know, looked at you as this, you know, sweet, young, innocent staff. And then it's like, as soon as they found out you're pregnant, you know, everybody started talking. Still in high school, like, "Mm, she ain't out. Which, <laughs> but I didn't. I put that. That is what I made up for myself, especially with my grandmother. She did. She took it all the way wrong. Oh Lord! But yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, just certain people. You they had this, this, this life they pictured for you. But that's the thing. You can't. You can't predict. Like, like you don't know what happened. It just don't. I, I, I for one didn't even want kids. Yeah. Didn't right. babysit people, kids. Didn't want them in my room. Didn't Mm-mm. like them. Ooh. And here comes that to probably three kids later on in life. I kept saying, I don't like kids. I don't want them. You know, this. So, yeah. Girl. I'm so, <laughs> you know, that's doing so funny stuff that you said you didn't like kids and like to babysit them. Every time my, uh, one of my oldest sisters on my dad's side, when my other nieces and nephews would come over, Angela, my oldest sister, she would be the one changing diapers and feeding them and stuff. I ain't trying to do none of that. No. Yeah, I would play with them, but when it comes door. time to, <laughs> I didn't she was like, I ain't trying to have no contact. Just, my mom watched everybody's neighborhood kids. She just would let right. everybody just, just they bouncing off the wall. I said, oh, no, I gotta get out of here. So I didn't want none of them kids. They, yeah. they made me not want kids. So yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> when, you, when you deal with neighborhood kids or kids in the family, like, I wasn't trying to take care of nobody. I'll play a little bit, but I wasn't trying to be around and take care of no kids either. But when it's your own child, now it's like, you you can't just lock your door and put them out. Can't do it. Can't even get no sleep. None of that. No, not at all. So it's kind of like, confirmation. Yeah, it's like, now it's like, this is your your kid. Like, you can't just, you know, take a little break when you want to. Mm -hmm. But I think it just helps remind us that it's just all the decisions that we make as moms and all the sacrifices. And I think now that we're older, we just want to do the best that we can, like, for our kids. So, like, when I talk to Destiny about sex and stuff, of course, she's like, you know, ready to walk out the room because she's like, now I want to talk about it. But I try to tell her, like, when I, you know, when you're a teen mom, it's like you can't, you not don't have the freedom. When you graduate, you want to, if you want to go to college, 
Right. You not you it's like when I didn't really I went to college, but I didn't really get to experience college like I wanted to. Like I wanted to be on dance teams in college and I wanted to, you know, pledge a sorority and I wanted yeah. to be on the yard in school, you know, at all the little college day parties, night parties, weekend parties. Yes, like yes. I wanted to do all of that stuff. And then you know you got friends or they traveling going to Vegas and Miami Man, and stuff. Everybody. And, oh it just broke. My I, I couldn't heart. do yeah, and it's like, do you feel left out? Like, yeah, it's like, oh, I love, I love my child, but like, darn, I, I'm trying to go on this trip. That's <laughs> my it. Friends, but I can't. Yeah, like what? what? So, and I, ugh, it was, yeah. It just took away a lot of the things that I thought I wanted. I mean, I don't know if it, if it would either paid off later. You know, if it would have been that was my calling or whatever I was supposed to be doing. I just know that I wanted right, to do yeah. it, and I just didn't get to and. Yeah. yeah, so now that's why now I try to just live, live and, and enjoy life with them and with my, you know, and just enjoy this more freedom that I have, you know, to yeah. to grow as a person, as a mother, and then you know, just to be better now that they done got older and all those, yeah, those hurdles that was in the way, you know, it's, they coming down a little bit. So yeah, you kind of just got to make the best of it now, you know. Right. But this is just something to just help people, you know, that got babies on the way that's young or either that even, you know, thinking about it, you know, I don't know what age is too young or t- really because, I mean, you know, we, of course, yeah, we straight out of high school, that's young, in high school, but, you know, even after that, you know, I, I spoke, I speak with some people and they say they had, they first had a 20, 21, 20, you know, I just had a 21. And you go, oh, that ain't bad. They, they still, that's still young mind. Ain't nobody, you've never really just ready to be a parent. I don't really care how old you are, really. But, uh, right, yeah. But, you know, if you just, if you're, if you don't, if you can't really, if you want to put in your head, if you can't take care of yourself, you don't need no child. That's true. That's just, that, that means you're too young. That, that's my, uh-huh. that's my thing. <laughs> that is true. It's not always about the age, but about, you know, your habits and your mindset and yeah, if you struggle yeah, to take care of yeah. you, yeah, it can yeah. be a lot for right. you to take care of you and another person. And right. I think another thing I wanted to just share really quick was when I was like, just kind of like throughout my life, I would hear people say certain things about like, you know how we're kind of having this conversation now. We talk about things that we kind of felt like we missed out on. Mm-hmm. I remember like a job I had years ago where uh, this lady was saying how, you know, it's selfish of mothers to say they missed out on stuff because of the kids. And I was like, and sometimes people don't get it. Like you don't know people's story or people's situations, but I feel like as mothers, we just have too much pressure on us. And like, it's okay for us to be vocal and say, Hey, I feel like I missed this opportunity. Yes. I love my kids, but I I have the freedom and the right to talk about my experiences the way I experienced them. Yeah. Maybe you don't feel like you missed out on something, but just because I feel like I missed out on something doesn't mean I'm being selfish, but you're just sharing your experiences. And just like when I talk to my daughter, I'm like, I know you want to be on the go and do things. So I'm like, Hey, if this is what you want to do and you want to start having sex, you need to get on birth control or you need to learn how to do the natural version of the birth control, or you need to learn how to use condoms because like you said, not just, pregnancy but diseases too so i just like to use my experiences to say hey i love you but i probably wouldn't want to have you a little late on in life (laughs) yeah yeah you can't you You know me for that it's just it's just stuff i had in my mind i mean i and i'm just gonna tell 
I, I don't like to lie to my kids. Like, you know, so if, if I'm not going to say, oh, it was just a joy, you know, because you putting false hope in it. That, that, that's what would lead them to do something they're not supposed to do because you're not... Every, that's the problem. Even with just social media stuff, period, they making everything just seem happy and so good. And it's it's bad stuff behind you. Can't we're not finna act like it's just everything is just so peachy and cream, cream and it's nice and it's smooth sailing. It wasn't for some people. It wasn't for me. It wasn't for you. You can't get yeah. mad at me. And I'm gonna tell my yeah. son that. I'm gonna tell him what's real. Right, and I'm gonna yeah. tell him at the same time. Yeah, I didn't mean to have you early. Didn't want to. I'm gonna be honest with you. But if somebody, it's nothing. I can't live without you right now. I love you to death in the same sense. Yeah. And ain't nothing nobody mm-hmm. can do. My son know my love for him. He know what's real. He know. And so that's yes. why I be trying to, I don't really rare about what people say because it's like, yeah, I tell him yeah. the same sentence. I didn't want you. I didn't want to have no child that early. You came too soon, son. <laughs> and that same sentence, boy, you better not leave this house. I don't know what I would do if you leave me. This is that yes. Right. <laughs> and, they, and they understand that. I saw yeah, I they love do. how they older now so they they get it um but i think you know a lot of times some parents feel you know kind of hesitant to share certain stuff because of what other people may say or think but forget that you know talk about share your truth your story and as long as you're being real i feel like that's the best thing we can do because we can't be worried about what other people may say or how they'll judge us as a mom nobody's a perfect mom you know ain't no perfect mother at all and we don't have like this handbook even if it was a handbook, like who's who's to say that handbook is telling you that's the way to be a mom? You know, it's right. like so many different experiences out there. And I just feel like all we can do is just do the best we can and just do the best we can with teaching our kids right from wrong and how to do better financially so they could, you know, do better early on quicker yeah. than, than we did. And I already know with conversations I've had with you about, you know, your sons, like they're already in that mindset of, you know, what they want to do with their lives beyond mm-hmm. high school and things like that. So mm-hmm. you already on the right track because their mindset is just on a more mature level yeah. uh, than a Thank lot God. of some of these other kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So kudos to you, girl, because you're you doing it. <laughs> you're doing it, Steph. Like you Thanks really are. For Thank you. I just got, I'm serious. I just got I appreciate one. That. <laughs> I just got one. And I'll be thinking if I had two other ones. Man. <laughs> It ain't number so one. You, I, I, it, it, that's it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so I just want you to know, don't, uh, not saying you do underestimate yourself, but just reminding you to never do because you are very, very strong and Thanks, you man. are doing a great <laughs> job with everything else that's on your plate. So thank you. You are doing a great job as a mom. So you're one of the, the best moms I have known in my life. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yes. Oh, you are Don't on you that. that. You on that top mom that. level. Okay. I'll take <laughs> yes. that. Thank you. <laughs> You're so crazy. Yeah. That's um, but yeah. So, okay. So the next one is like, and this is like one of the, one of the last ones here. So okay. we're going to talk about, you know, lessons learned. And I know we shared a lot of them with everyone, but I just want to know, you know, as of right now, as of today, what's the number one lesson you learn from being a mom? You can love somebody outside more than yourself. Like, it, it, and it's okay. Like this. Yeah. Your kids. It, the, yeah. What type of love I have with my kids. <laughs> I don't know about everybody else, but that's the lesson. It's like, wow, you never, you never thought that you can love somebody more than you, you know, love yourself or your own. Like you throw your life on the line for them. I would for my kids any day. 
I can't. Right. I have to go before them because I lose them. <laughs> yes. So yeah, yes. that's the lesson. I don't know if that was a good lesson, but whatever. That's that's what I, I came up with. <laughs> it's your lesson and yeah. it's gonna help somebody else out there that may be in a similar situation. So it doesn't have to be a good or bad. It's your lesson, girl, because okay, hey, cool. every lesson <laughs> is a good lesson learned for somebody else to use yeah. like in their life. I know mm-hmm. for me, like one of my like my number one lesson is just being not knowing not to I don't have to be perfect. Um I think as a mom, I just used to, and even still nowadays, I've, you know, like struggle with that. Like sometimes I'll do something and I feel like, Ooh, I didn't really do it good enough. Then I have to catch myself be like, no, I did just fine. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't have to be perfect. And, you know, I'm still learning as I'm going. So that's one of my number one lessons is reminding yourself that you're not perfect and you're not meant to be. And right. you just yeah. have to do the best that you can with what, you have available in front of you and just, you know, hope that your kids listen to you, which, you know, we know they are, but we just hoping that they remember what we teach them when they're in these situations uh, so they can make the best decision. Cause that's all we can do at the end of the day is that you did the best that you could. I remember this um, Medea movie. I know I'm using Medea as a reference, but uh, I think it was, I think it was big happy family where she's uh, where uh, Medea said, um, she was basically saying how us parents, you know, we feel like, you know, we got to do all these things, but she was like, you know what, all you got to do is the best, best that you could to raise them, mm-hmm. get them out the house. And you can't be worried and stressed about them once they become adults and stuff. Like you just got to know that you did the best that you could to raise them. And now they add on their own. So you can't you allow the kids like stress you out, things mm-hmm. like that. So that just reminded me that I just got to do the best that I can. So right. at the end of the day, I just know I did my best. And once you're yeah. out there in the world, you'll make your own decisions. But I know I did the best with what I could do. You yeah, know, what I with had. what you could do. Yeah, that's it. That's good. Yes. <laughs> All right. So last one here is I want to know what advice would you give other uh, moms? So this could be for uh, teen moms, single moms, or mothers who co-parent or are in a relationship or married, but just motherhood in general, what advice would you give to other mothers when it comes to um, finances or when it comes to any other areas of uh, motherhood? Anything you want to share that could help someone else just navigate through this motherhood journey? Um, The advice I would give is just Keeping in your head that knowing that if you have one child to two child children, you know, or if you have multiple kids, is that you just you're responsible for them. It doesn't matter who you had kids with, if they didn't do what they say they was gonna do, if y'all break up, if your parents said they was gonna do this, you know, all the people that they're yours, they're your kids. So you just have to accept that they're your kids and you're responsible for them. And you got to do what you got to do. And at the end of the day, and if you and, and the advice I would give is just knowing to keep you pushing and to keep you motivated and, and and you know not lose yourself in it all is just knowing that they didn't ask to be here. Mm-hmm. So that's just it. They didn't ask to be here. So it's your duty to at least get them to to that to that uh, level of, of life where they can, you know, fend for themselves and, and, and do what they need to do. But as a mother, this advice I give, just know that 
they didn't have to be here. Do what you're supposed to do, you know, and 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 just be. Don't don't let people tell you what you need to be doing, because mm. your web parent, their web parent, it might not work for your household. So yeah, just don't worry about other people. You know, you if, if the only time you worry is if you ask for the information. But people just think, oh, I would do this. My, I would do. You can't worry about that. They're not in there with you. They're not paying your bills. They're mm-hmm. not. They don't know your kids' mental. They don't know how they act. They don't know. You know. They don't know what you're dealing with. So yeah. you can't be on the outside telling somebody how to parent, and you don't know their situation in their household. So that's why I said, just, just, just go hard with it and do what you what's best for you, and just know that those kids, you know, they didn't ask to be here and. And they're yours, so you're just responsible for them. So do what you got to do. Just this is yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, so. thank you for sharing. That's really good because that's something that even helps me because I used to always be stressed and worried about you know not getting help you know from the other parent. But then I was just like, but sometimes you know you have to remind yourself like, okay, Cleo, you can't stress yourself out and worry about what they're not doing. So just do right. what you got to do to take care of the child. Cause you, like you said, they're your responsibility. Yes. There are the other parents too, or you may wish that other family members, you know, help you out. But then, like you said, this is my child. And I got to take care of it. You know, it's, it's on the mothers. A, a lot of times there are some great fathers out there. There yeah, are some great fathers sure. out there to take care of their kids. But as a, if you're counting in general, most times it's more mothers who are having to have the heavier load or yeah. having the load on their own. So that's why, you know, single motherhood is a bigger topic than, you know, single fatherhood. There's some single fathers out there too yeah. who are holding it uh-huh. down. But, you know, when you think about motherhood, it's like I had to remind myself, it doesn't matter who's not doing what. It's still your responsibility. You still yeah. got to get things done. And what's not going to get done, ain't nobody else going to do it. So yeah. even even nowadays, I still have moments where I'm like, ugh, I wish the other parent would step up and do this yeah. and do that. Because oh, like, yeah. now that they're yeah. older, you know, you're thinking about, you know, them needing a car or going to college or wanting to start a business yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, like dang. Like, are you going to just something? step in and help? You know, you just, you just like I said, so I said you just got to go on and do it yourself and just, you know, just. You know, the blessings will flow in, it'll come, you know, and then eventually the people that's missing out and not, they going to eventually come around too. You know, that's their loss, you know, so that's why that's I just true. say, just do your part of it. It's rough, but you usually, God don't put too much on you, you can bear. So you usually get Ooh. through, I got through it for 18, my son would be 18 next month. So, yes. and it's not over with. So, I mean, yes. but I just try to, I used to fault everybody and oh they just you know but it's just it didn't never really get me nowhere it just drained me and it just made me you know so you just you just gotta be like these are my kids you popped them out you mm-hmm. kept them you know it's yours so it'll get done you'll get the help that you need you just gotta you know you and, and, and there's nothing wrong with going to seek the help to get the help from the other parent too now yeah that just goes along with just just take it from us you know pick choose who you had your kids with wisely Okay. <laughs> yes. Try to, but you can't always tell how they'll be when right. you know yeah. until you had a kids. But you know, you can try to get as close as good as you can. <laughs> yeah. So try to get married. How about right. now? You understand why they say get married first. So you know, you right? Know, that don't always work either. But it might help. You know, you just go right. that route first, and then you know. right. That's so true. Know. 
That is so true, Steph. You you give us some real good advice. Uh, especially when you said about the blessings flow to you. Yeah, what I've do. noticed like over the years, like you said, there's definitely nothing wrong with seeking help, um, trying to get the help from the other parent. But there's mm-hmm. also times for me when I didn't when I didn't worry or stress myself about, you know, getting the help and I focused on doing what I gotta do. You're right, like those blessings do flow. You know, like um I remember you know how, you know, when you're in uh, like middle school or high school and kids go on that trip to like DC or whatever. I didn't get to go on that trip when I was younger because it just wasn't financially. I couldn't go. I didn't get to go on that trip. But um, (laughs) Destiny, you know, she was able to go and I was just thankful I had the money to pay for her to go. And of course, you know, I would have my moment like there and I wish the other parent could help. But I just focused on doing what I got to do to take care of all the expenses. And it just flowed. It worked together. It flowed. Yeah, it just works out. And it's like, I I just realized when you don't worry and stress about what the other parent is not doing, Mm -hmm. you'll be taken care of. Like, it's going to, like, God will make a way for you to be able to have not just enough for what you need, but the stuff that you want to. You just have to continue working and uh, doing what you got to do, showing up for your kids, being there for them. And you're not going to be without just because this other parent right. isn't doing anything. And then, like you said, it's their loss. One day they're going to look up and realize, oh, I should have been there or I should have yeah. done something. Yeah. Or maybe they're, or maybe their kids, you know, get to a certain level financially. And then they want to, you know, sometimes kids yeah. elevate to a certain level in life. Then now the parents want to show up because the kids are successful and That's right. financially, you know, yeah, um, yeah. you know, wealthy. And then now they want to show up and support. But like, where were you mm-hmm. when were I you? needed you? Yeah. But you know, yeah. it's the kids' but decision to handle it. Yeah, they yeah. Gotta, you did your part, and you yes. overdid your part. You played both parts. Right. So you know, you you can't think that you won't be blessed for that. So I mean, it, it just saved me a lot of headache and a lot of you know beat downs. Because I did not stress about, you know, yeah, somebody not doing what they're supposed to do as much. It bothered me. And I, you know, they, when they came around, I let them know. But, you know, it's, you know, yeah, it just ain't worth it, you know, being bitter and being mean. You know, it, it's not going to bring them back. It's not going to force them. It's not going to make them take care of the kids more. It really actually, you know, push them away. So, you right. know, you just got to let, you got to do, you do your parent and do your part and then let God work on them. If they can't, they can't. It's it's, it's it's too much for them anyway. So you know, I just be like, yeah, I'm just gonna do my part. I I push them out. I love them. They're mine. So yes, come yes. when you can. Your help yes. is appreciated. But hey, <laughs> right. If you show up or not, these kids gonna be they gonna be fine. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. So I think that's something we both have realized, and I think other mothers out there should know that if if you have help, great. If you don't. You can still do it. You can still do the best you can. Just don't feel like you have to be this perfect mom. And um, even if you're a mother out there who feels that it's a struggle right now, you just have to make sure you associate yourself with other people that you know genuinely care about you and support you. And find some other mom friends, if you don't have any, that you could talk to, get advice from. Because it's one thing to get advice from someone who doesn't have kids, but it's help, more helpful when you can talk to somebody who, you know, got real life experience with mm-hmm. being a mom. And uh, not that the person who don't have kids don't have your best interests or can't give you some good advice. They could, 
But Mm -hmm. it's very helpful to be connected with other moms who you know has been through it too, good and bad, and can be there to support you. So I just want to thank you, Stephanie, for having this conversation with me today. I feel like a mother's job is never done. You know, it's really a 24-7 job where there's no time off. Forever, (laughs) yeah. It never stops, yeah from being a mom. So I just thank you for being someone I know that I can talk to when it comes to being a mother and we have our conversations. So, and I look forward to um, having more conversations uh, just to give you guys a little, uh, you know, early announcement, you know, we're going to have a mother's day edition of financially free with Cleo, where we're going to have some other moms on here. We're going to be talking about more things as it relates to, money and and motherhood and just want to be a support system, inspire and encourage other mothers. So we can just continue to be the best we can for our kids and uh, not just for our own kids, but just other kids that may look up to us. You know, you have a niece, you know, nephews, you know, we have other people that still look up to us, you know, in a motherly way too. So we want to make sure we're just showing up the best for ourselves so we can show up and be great for other people in our lives too. That's right. Yeah. We just yeah. got to get back to that village feeling. Like you take yeah. a village to raise kids. People, they don't do that no more. I don't know what, ha- you know, we, we, we the last other dying breed, I guess, but it takes yeah. a village and, you know, people really just stepped out of that, that, that zone. They don't do that no more. But so, you right. know, some people just don't want you telling their kids, you know, uh, just helping. If it's, if it's something to make them better, make them be better. I, Hey, step in and help me, you know, make make America great again. <laughs> no, yeah, right. Check that out. But I'm just saying, make just make our culture and our, our our communities better. If you just yeah, stop overlooking stuff and just help out, man. You know, so I just want to be, mm-hmm. if you know, just use whatever I know to help the young ladies if I can. If you could just dodge or just help you get through it. If you done, some people already done made us, you know, to step into became a teen mom. And you just yeah. need me to kind of help you tell you how to get through, or just try to avoid it. I can tell you them stories too. But so, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. so we got to get so, back yeah. on that. Most definitely. So, if you're a mother out there, whether if you're a teen mom or you're a single mom, you know, in your adult years, if you are married, you're single, co parenting, whatever type of motherhood level you're on, if you need support, have questions, need advice, feel free to reach out to us and let us know. And we'll be happy to talk to you and answer any questions that you may have. Uh, You can reach out to me on social media at Cleo Yoga Finance or my email at hello at cleoyogafinance.com. And if anyone, you know, has any questions and want to reach out to you, Stephanie, uh, what's the best way people can connect with you or support you when it comes to these motherhood topics or if they need uh, notary services? Yeah, well, the, the the best way is to reach out to me through Facebook. Of course, it's simple Stephanie Holt. And uh, uh, you can take down my email. It's uh, stephanieholt984 at gmail.com. Either one of those, you can get to me. I get, you know, I get to the best way I can. And Cleo can find me. I'm not only on her show, I'm a friend. So if you reach out to Cleo, <laughs> she'll give you my, my contact info and we can go from there. So, yeah. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie, for being here. I always have a lot of fun having these conversations with you. And again, yeah. And anyone out there, if you're a mother, just remember, continue doing the best that you can. Uh, You're already doing a great job. We're doing Mm -hmm. the best 
we can with what we have. And just to make sure you continue to operate in your life every day with the kids in mind first, do what's best for them. And we just want to make sure they grow up and get out there in the real world and just, you know, be the best that they can be. I know that sounds like an army PSA. <laughs> be the best you can be. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we just want them to be out there and just be a great person, you know, personally and professionally with whatever, you know, career they choose out there. So all you mothers out there, just do your best, connect with other mothers, support each other. Just like we want people to give us value, pour into us, make sure you find another mom out there that you can support and pour into. And although this is the end of the show, I just want to encourage you to take it one step at a time. And as we continue to be great mothers, let's continue to be great in our uh, lifestyles financially so that we can continue making the best financial decisions for ourselves, for our households, for our families, and for our children. So as you navigate through your financial journey, don't wonder what if, take a risk and have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Financially free with Cleo.